Welcome to She Dares to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Oleksova, multi-passionate entrepreneur, website expert, brand strategist, educator, founder, and creative director of Feel Good Websites. And my intention is to empower you to create anything your soul desires. Whether you want to find your life's purpose, leave your 9-to-5 job, or turn your unique talent into a thriving business, this is the place to dream big. Through a series of intimate conversations, I'm sharing inspiring stories of incredible women who had the courage to follow their dreams, building meaningful lives and successful businesses. I believe that their personal stories can not only touch your heart and soul, they can move and motivate you to take an inspired action and unleash your own potential. So get ready to live your dreams, no matter how big or small. Hey friends, welcome back to She Dares to Dream podcast. In today's episode, I am chatting to someone really special, Elena Brower, mama, teacher, artist, best-selling author and host of the Practice You podcast. Elena has taught yoga and meditation since 1999 and she is an internationally recognized expert known for her relevant, practical, holistic and creative approach to spirituality. It's the way she speaks directly to your heart and invites you to explore and cultivate your own relationship with your body, mind and soul that caught my attention about 10 years ago and started practicing with Elena through her online yoga and meditation classes on glow.com. Then came her highly praised first book, Art of Attention, that has been translated into seven languages, followed by her second book, Practice You, that became a bestseller. And her third book, Being You, was released in early 2021. Recently, Elena has transformed her practical knowledge and business expertise into an incredibly successful program called Essential Mentorship with a mission to share transformative tools, training and community to support and nourish your personal and professional expansion. Elena's been featured in Yoga Journal, Yoga International, The New York Times and on several network news channels. She also oversees a global team of teachers as a double diamond with the essential oil brand doTERRA and her spoken word work can be heard on Above and Beyond's Flow State albums. So if you're ready, let's dive in and talk spirituality, business and creativity that promises to amplify your love and confidence, whatever you're dreaming of in your life right now. Hi, Elena. I'm so thrilled you could join me today. So welcome to She Dash to Dream podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So you're a woman of many talents, passions and gifts, but often people try to fit us in only one box or category and have their own idea or preconception of who we are or what we do, especially when they meet us online or social media. So can you tell us in your own words, who is Elena Brower as a woman and an entrepreneur? Well, um, 
I'll start by saying I'm a mom to Jonah, and that is my favorite job. I'm really good at it. I'm getting better every day. I am a partner to James. I'm also getting better at that every day. That's been a journey, and we're sort of writing the writing the book as we live it. And I think I would start by saying I'm an artist, which I've been since I'm a little girl, but I think all of that art has played out in my work, in my businesses, which makes me really happy. And now actual art is being made and uh, created, which makes me extremely happy and satisfied. Um, My businesses encompass a gorgeous global team of teachers who are teaching and sharing essential oils from doTERRA. That makes me so proud. We have uh, many thousands of us and so many households and families and children who've been exposed to natural solutions for their wellness that they might not have ever uh, been exposed to before. So that makes me, you know, really, really proud um, of all of them. And then I also have a business, which is my most recent and, and sort of most gigantic passion, which is my mentorship. And it's a portal where I have been diligently depositing all of the finest teachings that I've learned over the last 20, 30 years uh, into this portal for folks to use for their own growth, their own understanding. Um, And it's for householders as well as professionals, as well as independent contractors, as well as, you know, healers, writers, everybody. There's, there's, everybody's in there, all kinds of different folks. And um, that is sort of feeding my business brain at the moment in a beautiful way. Awesome. And I'm going to ask you a bit more about that. So we're going to chat and discuss more details, um, this mentorship program. But um, when I talk to my guests, I think it's always fascinating to hear about their background and how they got to where they are today. So for those listeners who are either new to you or maybe not as familiar with your work, can you go back to the beginning and share a bit about your journey and how did your own personal experience with yoga and meditation unfold? I guess I would have to go back to college, to university. I was at Cornell and in my freshman and sophomore year, I took uh, martial arts where the warm-up was all yoga. And I didn't know it at the time that I was practicing yoga, Mm. but I loved it. And when I graduated it was 1992, and my boyfriend's mom and sister took me to a yoga class over at a studio that was called Yoga Works at the time. No, hold on. It had a different name. I forget what it was called. It wasn't called Yoga Works. Oh, it was It was run by Alan Finger, and I can't, for some reason, I can't remember the name right now. It was on 56th Street in New York City. And I fell in love 
that was it. I was going to be practicing yoga for the rest of my life. I didn't think I would teach it, but I absolutely was smitten with these supportive, nurturing, nourishing nature of the, of the class. And I guess it was probably about five years later when I went to a teacher training that I went to kind of on a lark and worked out to be one of the most important choices of my life. Uh, During that time for work and for money, I was a designer of textiles, then clothing. I lived in New York. I lived in Italy. Um, I loved the work, but it started to feel a little empty to me. Like I, I wasn't, it didn't feel like it was of service in Mm. a, in the truest sense of the word. So I went for it and I went freelance with textile design, which was the most lucrative aspect of all the things that I had done for those previous six, seven years. So I could make some money and I started teaching yoga. And at the time it was 1998 and you know, yoga wasn't really anywhere. There were maybe two studios, Jiva Mukti and, and uh, Dharma Mitra. And slowly but surely, <clears throat> the studios started to open, the work started to become uh, available. And I really loved what I was doing. Um, and my students really felt that love and my commitment to you know, helping them be present in their bodies, helping them move through the seasons of their lives with, you know, with attention. And even though at the time I was in my 20s, 30s, um, and I really, you know, needed that myself, I needed more presence, I needed more of my own caring attention. I got a lot of it through the practice And the practice exposed me to a lot of phenomenal teachers, teachings, other modalities uh, that that really did shape me. You have been teaching yoga and meditation since 1998, 1999. Um, And I'm curious, how does your life live up to what you expected or imagined for yourself as a teenager or a young adult if you are not teaching yoga and meditation, what else can you see yourself doing right now? Or what would be your dream job in another life? That was a couple of different questions. I'm going to go in order. So the first question is, does it measure up to the dream that I had when I was a teenager? Mm. Um, It so far surpasses any possible imaginative idea that I had about what my life would feel like and look like. I lived in New York for a number of years. I found a lot of success there. Uh, It created a life that was really beautiful and and satisfying in many ways. I didn't realize that I needed to be closer to nature. And um, I can respectfully and, and not flippantly thank this pandemic for um, urging me out of the city. And now I live in New Mexico and I'm in nature every day, several times a day, like in the forest. And I thank God every day for this place, for this chance to live in a place like this. Um, 
the kind of mother that I am, I think I knew from a pretty early age that I would, I would live up to that. Like I really wanted to be a great mom. Um, I'm definitely a better partner than I could have imagined I would be (laughs) based on a lot of my own experiences early on. Um, And if I could do any other job, I, I think I would, I think I would focus on art, just painting and writing. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm writing another book, which is a book of a combined poetry and prose, sort of a walk through my life in a fun way. Um, I'm waiting to see if my current publisher wants it or if I'm going to make it myself, which would be very fun for me. I don't, I kind of like, it would be really nice to have my publisher do it because it would be probably a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But I think in the end to self-publish this piece of work would be a real satisfaction. So I'm waiting to hear on that. And painting is kind of what I'm doing now. I spend, you know, about an hour every day or so, depending on the day, uh, with that. And that's, that, it's a wonderful thing It's a, to just be creating all the time. Um, and I feel, I feel in my heart like the mentorship is, is a form of my art because there's so much creative energy going into it. And almost daily, I record one of those short three to 10 minute videos about something I've learned that's helping me pivot, that's helping me focus, that's helping me stay steady. Um, And that's a real gift to, you know, to share that stuff because it, when we teach something, it gets absorbed cellularly much more readily than if we just sort of put it into practice because we're sort of having the experience twice in figuring out how to share it. So, yeah, I'm kind of doing what I want, you know, what I wish I could do if I had another life to live. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of doing it now. So I, I just, I can't complain. Yeah. Beautiful. So... You already kind of uh, mentioned a bit about your business and the different aspects of what you do um, Mm. in the beginning. But when people come across you and your work, um, you can't help but notice you've built yourself a bit of an online empire. (laughs) You've got like six websites assigned to your name or specific projects you've launched over the years. And um, how would you help someone who's looking to elevate their life and well-being navigate through your various programs, classes, um, events, uh, products that you offer? What could people expect when they land on your website? Where would you take them first? <laughs> um, so would you like to know where I would take them first or what they should expect? I just want to make both, sure I answer both, your question. Both. both. Okay. Yeah. Um, It depends on who it is, because in real life, as all of us have experienced at various stages of my life, I've needed different things. And so at each stage, I've created what I needed at that time. So at a certain time, right as the pandemic began, planned prior to any of this, I launched a course called Simplify, um, which I'll launch again later this year. 
We ran it twice, my collaborator and I. I don't have a big team, and I don't love the use of the word empire because it's really just me and my collaborator, Michelle. And we have one assistant by the name of Jenny Murray, who we love, whom we love. And it's not, it, it seems like there's a lot of content out there because there is, but it's only because I'm just very diligent in putting out little bits often, consistently. And Simplify was the course that sort of ended all courses because it put everything that I came to understand about creating virtually into one place. I'll probably launch it again uh, at the end of the summer. I think it's important to put it out there again. And it's super reasonable. It's got a number of different modules and they're all, you know, well organized to help someone who for the person who really wants to create an online presence, uh, body of work, it's a really good way to start. We start with structure and we move through how to run your days smoothly and steadily and be creating on a consistent basis. So at that time, that's what I needed. This past year, I needed a regular long yoga practice. So I created what's called the practice circle which was a nine-Sunday workshop extravaganza <laughs> that walked us through the launch of my new book, Being You, my new yeah. journal. Mm -hmm. So it seems like, oh, my God, that's so much work. But really, I just wanted a weekly yoga class that was two hours long <laughs> that I designed that was safe for my body. Mm. <laughs> so that's what I made. And I think we'll repeat that practice circle uh, as we go through the seasons. I think I'll do it again in the fall of this year. Um, you know, I, I think depending on who you are, as you come into the world of my particular business, you'll find what you need, whether it's relating to business, being a better parent, a better kid, a better sibling, a better lover. You'll find what you need and you'll be able to you know, really be inspired to create what you want from your heart in your life, whether it's, you know, in your family, like I said, or in your work, you will find what you need. And my hope is that when you do enter this world, you'll feel welcomed. Um, even when you look at my website, you'll feel welcomed, you'll feel at home, you'll feel as though you've just entered into a very nurturing uh, embrace mm -hmm. of information. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I hope folks will feel when they come close to the work that I do. Yeah, I wanted to say safe and nourished as well, because uh, when we hit the record uh, on this podcast episode, I... I mentioned to you that I came across you first through your yoga classes, your mm. online meditation. And like you said, you always find what what you need rather than what you're looking for almost because and then right. you kind of grow. And I think the beauty of what you're doing is that when people discover you, um, 
in the right time in on their own journey on their own path you always offer something that they can kind of go to the next level you know and <clears throat> you help them kind of go um to different places and practice with you uh so you take them through these different steps you know so it's it's really beautiful that you just don't do like one thing but people can kind of find um variety yeah I mean, I, I feel like we're all at different stages and phases yeah. and, you know, I'll meet you wherever you are pretty yeah. much because I've been in so many different iterations of myself and I, I don't, I'm not afraid to say that I've gotten better over time and that I feel very confident that the information that I provided at each stage was the very best I could do. Mm. And I also love what uh, what you said that we often create something that uh, we need ourselves. That is uh, also so important to kind of almost become our own best, um, like a client or customer. When we are launching a business, we often with, uh, draw on our own experiences and needs. So mm-hmm. that that's beautiful that you you mentioned that as well. That you needed those long yoga sessions, so you created oh, a I program really around it. And on Sundays, <laughs> yeah, I just made it for my basically. I just made yeah. it for myself. Yeah, yeah. And what I would say also too is that. I have this very smart friend who happens to be a colleague in the doTERRA business. And she once said that we're always teaching ourselves. This was in the context of the business that we're always teaching ourselves from who we were three to five years ago. Mm. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me. And I, you know, I don't, I, I, I verify it all the time. Like, okay, am I really, you know, when I talk to somebody else, I have to remember that they don't know necessarily what I know. They haven't had the sort of particular recipe of ingredients and information that I've experienced. So I have to remember that I can be in a more basic sort of rudimentary place with what I offer because not everybody really has the mix of information that I have. Yeah. So that's also an I don't know if it really pertains here but it's an interesting point that might be relevant for a listener of ours Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Because when I when I speak to lots of um women who want to launch their business and become an entrepreneur and obviously there's this um big question who is your dream client avatar and a lot of people get stuck on that. So like you said I always say Think of your client as you five or ten years ago and then offer the transformation you experience. Yeah. Right. You do. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So um, can we now go and talk a bit more about your new program, Essential Mentorship, which you briefly mentioned at the beginning, um, that um, from the description that I saw online promises to spark creativity in business, life, relationships, and beyond. You said it's pretty much for anyone and everyone. Um, Could you perhaps take us behind the scene of this program why did you decide to create it and what can people expect to find inside glad to um well first of all it's no secret that every single one of us needs to earn a living for our great work 
Okay. It's also no secret that many of us, perhaps your listener right now, doesn't feel comfortable asking for what he or she or they are worth because it doesn't feel right. You know, this is healing work. Shouldn't, shouldn't I not, you know, charge too much? What if the person can't afford it, et cetera, et cetera. The whole, all the stories of sort of lack that we have. I realized that I'm, I turned 50 last year and I realized that as a 50 year old, I have information that people will find useful and relevant. I no longer feel uh, unworthy of teaching or sharing what I know. And I sort of had it in my head throughout my 40s that when I was 50, I would I would start to mentor people. And I just didn't know what it would look like. And I've been doing it throughout, you know, on the side and, of course, in my doTERRA business. But I didn't really know what it would look like outside of that sphere. And I wanted to earn money for doing something that I absolutely thoroughly enjoy. I never want to be one of those folks who forces myself to do something because I have to earn a certain amount by a certain date. It's a bad feeling. And I know it because I've done it before. I, I did it in my 20s several times and I swore off it. I said, I'm never, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, and I especially don't want to work dollar for, for hour for dollar, mm. you know, like I was as a yoga yeah. teacher in person. So what I realized is that the mentorship needed to be very simple. My collaborator decided to make the call and we host it on Kajabi since you asked for the backstage pass. Yeah. We host it on Kajabi and it's a very simple platform. It's really user-friendly. Um, there's not a lot of complexity there. And we host now, we're moving all the other little courses that I've taught onto that same platform. So when you go to elenabrowercourses.com slash login, all the courses I've ever done will be living there. Um, the way that I built out the portal, which has over 130 short videos categorized in really fun ways under fundamentals, business trainings, guest experts, all kinds of different folks are in there. As I said, I'm just, as I previously said, I'm just really consistent with the way that I record content and create relevance for folks. Each month has a theme. Each month has one email that I send out, and we've just started doing like a sort of a video intro to that month, which is super sweet so that folks can really meet the topic. Each month we have a live gathering, which goes from 60 to 90 minutes, which is awesome and deep and full of content and comes with a um, downloadable PDF on which you can work through some prompts and questions and observations. Then we also have a more sort of business related call, which is called momentum that comes later in the month usually. And based on what we talked about in the gathering slash anything else that feels relevant for our businesses, uh, that momentum is awesome. That's about an hour. And then throughout the month, I encourage folks with a couple of emails to go through and enjoy the content based on what seems relevant for you at the moment. 
Um, that's the sort of nuts and bolts of the mentorship and what I provide. It's two live calls, about two and a half hours worth every month. It's over 120 something videos now of content relating to family, business, uh, work, online, offline, creativity, lots of analog assignments. So very often I'll have them do like a little art project or yeah. something that, that stirs them. Yeah. And lastly, we have a Discord channel, which is the most fun. So after the, the live meetings, we'll usually go over there and hang out for a little while and folks can ask me questions. We share playlists. We, it's just a really, um, it's a really natural community that requires no obligation that is super reasonably priced. It's under 40 bucks a month, which is, I, I get yelled at a lot by mentors of mine, like, oh my God, you should be charging a couple hundred bucks. But the truth is I want it to be accessible to as many folks as possible. And I don't, I, I don't want to make it prohibitive. Maybe someday I'll do some sort of, you know, mastermind the way folks do. I haven't been moved to do that yet, mm -hmm. but I might do that someday so that people can dive a little more deeply with me yeah. and more personally. But for now, I really love being live with everybody. I love creating the content each month. This month is uh, for June 2021, story and stewardship. And just kind of diving into the, you know, how we act a certain way when we're in public and then when we're with our friends or our best mates, we're, we're saying other things, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to bridge that divide. And I feel like that's an important conversation to be having right now, particularly in this climate mm -hmm. where so much is so, so sorely unknown and so experimental and mm -hmm. so scary at times. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's behind the scenes of the mentorship. It brings me deep joy. I literally create content almost daily for it. You can, you can hear the joy through your words. Yeah. It's beautiful. Can uh, people join anytime? Is it open to join anytime? Yes, indeed. It's um, okay. just elenabrow.com. You type in forward slash mentorship, or you can just click on mentorship on the site. And, you know, any anything at all, if you're listening to us and you're interested in it, uh, you have a question, you can just email me, info at elenabrower.com. I'm really diligent about my email. I answer pretty quickly uh, myself. I don't have like an assistant or anything. I like to keep things personal. Um, I don't think it will ever get too big for me to handle. Um, and I, anything that I can't answer, I'll let you know and I'll find an answer. Wonderful. And I think... Um... This is just so beautiful because the past year has been a lot for many of us and it's beautiful that so many new wonderful things like essential mentorship were born uh, and are here to help people get through maybe difficult or confusing times or feeling alone times and it doesn't mean that it has to be as big as the COVID pandemic that we look for inspiration, support, motivation and like-minded community, which I feel essential mentorship is all about every single day, don't we? That's exactly right. I 
again, it's another case of me creating what I wanted because <laughs> I wanted an excuse to sort of collaborate with everyone. And I wanted to provide information that would be useful to as many folks as possible. Um, and it's not, it, it, it sort of, it suits me because I know that I am never alone and I always have this community and it suits the community. I've heard this from so many people who are really learning a lot about uh, topics they never really explored before, about things that no one's really touched on online. And they're feeling inspired to do things offline from this content. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was one of my main goals was to bring um, analog creativity to this online coursework. And it, it's been a goal of mine for many years now. Yeah. And I feel uh, from my own experience, obviously, uh, following some of your previous work that you do everything in such a open, honest and authentic way. So that's just like added bonus. <laughs> Because it can like, especially in the virtual environment, you know, online environment, it can get very impersonal. So that's, yeah. that's the yeah. beauty. I try, I just won't, I, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't feel personal to me, if it doesn't feel important uh, to me, I just won't do it. Yeah. And I don't know, it's, it's such a, it's a very delicate time, I feel right now. I feel like there's... There's no lack of um, over shares of vulnerability, mm. which I don't advocate for. Um, and there's also a lot of what I see as people like putting work out because they have to. Mm. I just never want that to be the case for me. We already talked about your business and how much you managed to fit in. At least that's what it seems like to me, because you are a teacher, you mentor, you artist, you best-selling author. You also host um, your own podcast, Practice You. And uh, not to forget, you are mum to a teenage son. Is, uh, mm. is he teenage years now? I guess. Yeah, he's almost 15. Yeah. yeah he's so yeah. beautiful. So... Yet, to me, you make everything you do look so simple and effortless and easy. So I'd love to know what's your secret to building a successful business without compromising your own life, your own relationships, or even your personal well-being? First of all, I would say that there were several years where I was really scrappy and worked hard really hard. And I still work hard, but in a different way now. Um, if you're listening to this and you're really like on the edge of your seat, wondering how this all goes down, I get it because I used to listen to my sort of, um, inspirations all the time for when they would answer a question like this. And I heard this from them and now I'm going to say it to you. It really is, uh, a phasic journey. So you've got one phase where you're going to work pretty hard and you're going to struggle to find a sense of place and a sense of self that, that will pass. If you're in that phase now, smile because it will pass. 
then you'll start to say, okay, 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 okay. This is not sustainable. And these few things in my schedule and the fir- and with simplified to the first thing I have you look at is your dang calendar. You look at your calendar and you think, okay, this is not necessary. I'm going to leave this one by the wayside. And then you take that off your calendar and then you start to put in different priorities. So even as I was building my business pretty big, I was prioritizing first my workout, my child, my date nights. You know, this was all happening in the city. So it was a little bit of a different vibe. But I always knew that the priority should be on myself, my family, and then my work, which worked out in the end because I was always feeling, I mean, there were times when I wasn't, obviously, but that, but I was pretty much always feeling um, safe and held and resourced, rested. There were certain times of the month where I work harder than other times for various reasons. Um, end of the month is always a little bit more intense than the beginning of the month. So I do lots of podcast batching days early in the month, like this day. Um, it's a, as I said, it's phasic. It's a, it's a very fluid thing. And you have to really know that God is change as Octavia Butler says in parable of the sower, God is change. Everything is changing. If you can know that you better be praying to and honoring the fact that everything is always changing, you'll probably be okay. And you'll know that, okay, so I'm going to prioritize first the workouts. They go in three times a week at a certain hour of the day. Cool. And when do I have to make lunch for the kid? And when do I have to take them to school? And cool. When are work hours? When am I most on my game? Cool. I know that. And when do I wane? When does my attention wane? Okay, so nothing gets scheduled during that time. And I'm also going to schedule myself to sit outside with a cup of tea and do nothing for five to 30 minutes every day. Nothing. That time's getting more and more comfortable to me. It was really hard (laughs) for me at first. Um, Reading books like uh, a new book that I have, I've had it for a few months and I'm going through it slowly over the next nine months. It's called Transitory Nature by Sue Hunt. A book like that really helps you to look at all the different aspects of your life and beliefs and um, goals and uh, helps you to redefine things on a constant basis. Uh, study with people like Hiro Boga, who has helped me define what the world, quote unquote, in her words, the world of my business feels like when you enter it. Um, you know, I, I think it's really important just to continuously be willing to pivot and shift where you put your attention, where you put your time, where you put your energy um, and keep learning. Obviously, you are, uh, like I mentioned, multi talented and multi-passionate woman and entrepreneur. And um, I know from my own experience that being a multi-passionate and multi-faceted entrepreneur can be both a blessing or a curse. Um, I feel that sometimes being 
creative and having too many creative ideas can either make you feel overwhelmed, confused or even anxious with too many options. But on the other hand, it can help you fully embrace who you are, your true authentic self and become the person you're meant to be. How have you personally managed to explore all of your passions and talents that you were gifted and use them, whether in life or business, as your advantage rather than an obstacle? I think it weirdly and very unromantically, I think it all boils down to how you schedule yourself. And so I have a piano lesson once a week and then I schedule 15 minutes after dinner every night to just practice sometimes longer. Um, like I said, I book in the workouts at a certain time every week, three times, sometimes more outside time, art time. You know, if you just sort of be fairly clear with yourself on your priorities and then mm, sort of follow through with how you block your time out, it's it doesn't take a lot once you've done that and you're, and you're clear about it. Um, you know, prioritizing really is an important skill and it's one that we develop over time. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that the things I used to think were really, really important, uh, have fallen away and I can just sit and practice piano for half an hour and not worry about the fact that I'm going to be missing some something. I have no idea what. Mm -hmm. uh, I can take a year-long training and really enjoy it and block out the times for it. Uh, I can say yes to a friend who wants me to help launch her book or his book. You know, it's just so, it's so much easier when you are clear with how you spend your time and, and kind of stick to it within reason. I think that makes all the difference really. Awesome. So def definitely scheduling and having the blocks to focus and pay full attention to what you're doing within the, the time block. Yeah. And also having blocks in, in transitory nature, Sue, with whom I just spoke yesterday for my podcast, she, she also emphasizes like pr really practice scheduling empty moments mm. where you just sit and have your tea. You just sit and have some water and look outside where you don't do anything. You sit mm. on the couch and it's amazing to, to notice what comes to my mind and the ideas that I get and like, oh, it's just, it's magical. Like I, I never realized how important that was. Mm. I, I totally agree. And like you said, I am getting myself, I'm going to turn 50 next year in February, and I'm getting more and more comfortable with these quiet times and just doing nothing without feeling guilty and stressing that I'm missing out on something, just sitting in the garden with a cup of tea and listening to the buzzing bees, watching the colors of the flowers in front of me. That's right. And all these kind of moments. And then, you know, having that space in your mind, then 
that's when the creative ideas start coming in because you've got that space. That's right. So beautiful. And um, what would you say to or advise someone who's ready to take the leap in their life or pivot in their career and do something meaningful? Am I right in thinking that it's actually through pursuing all of our talents, passions and creative ideas and trying and testing and doing things that bring us joy and excite us, that's when our life's purpose eventually going to find us, not the other way around? Yeah, I actually don't. You know, if you're listening to this and you feel like, oh, well, I don't I don't even know what my life's purpose is like you might actually but you might have to plan to share some of what you know or explore some of what you don't know in order to really crystallize what it is that you're here to do or offer. You know, you you probably already know it yet, but you just haven't exposed yourself to the information or forced yourself to share information in a way that would help you really refine that purpose. I hope that makes sense. I'm not sure that it does. Yeah. Oh, to- totally. I know as I work uh, with lots of uh, women and female entrepreneurs, there's just so many women. And you mentioned that briefly already in one of your answers, who, mm. and I think it's more so women than men who mm. don't believe they are creative, who don't believe they are worthy of their own success, who don't believe they should be charging and paid what they deserve. Um, I mean, we all face negative beliefs uh, like that. And I believe more so when we are ready to expand or level up. So I'm wondering, how do you personally shift your focus and go from any of these negative thoughts, if you experience them, to a mindset when you believe that anything or you know everything is possible? I don't want to. I don't want to sound like, you know that the terrible use of the word manifestation. It's just so overly used and, you know, misused, I feel. Um, But I do think there's a level of belief that we have to have that we're capable of creating something that is of service. And I think the operative word is service. If you're still sort of struggling, think about how you can serve people. What do you know or what can you learn that would be of service to people and pursue that? Because if you look at sort of historically, people in service, if they're really serving something for the good of humanity, they'll probably do all right. You know, when you think about some of your most sort of impactful teachers, probably doing okay because their focus is service. Whenever I lose my way, I just think, all right, all right, all right, all right. What, what is serving here? What am I doing to serve people? Whether it's with my art, I like to think of my art as, you know, sort of meditative fields, spaces where people can get lost and be soothed. Um, or my business. Both are in, I'm completely in service. And I think that's part of why it works. And um, I think while you are serving and supporting people, 
Uh, I think it's beautiful when you are waking up and spending your day doing what you truly love and what lights you up. And I think it's such a blessing when there is that balance of uh, being truly aligned with um, and excited what you're doing and loving every single moment of that. And then it helps and serves others. And um, that that's another thing, like you just mentioned, that um, when we get stuck and we are in our own head and focusing on us too much, when as as soon as you switch that focus and attention from yourself to who needs to hear it right now, who is it gonna help right now? What you're doing, the I think that block and all the obstacle or you know something that you're struggling with just gonna release and the yeah. creativity the ideas start flowing in I, at least that's what I'm experiencing helps hugely in my own work and so yeah I feel that beautiful so um I can imagine you've already experienced lots of pinch me moments with um with what you've done throughout your life and career, um, what would you consider the single biggest win or dream come true so far? When the nurse handed me my baby boy. Oh. Definitely. Beautiful. Definitely. That, the, the, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that feeling. It was the best high I've ever felt in my life. That's beautiful. By far. Yeah. Yeah. And um, big dreams often require surrounding ourselves with people who inspire or motivate us and cheer us on. Where do you find your inspiration or where you go um, to get inspired and who are your cheerleaders? My kid is one of my cheerleaders for sure. When he's in the mood, he's the best there is. Um, my man by far is the best one, I have to say. Um, he's my biggest fan. He bought my first, uh, NFT piece of art. He is just the most supportive. Um, I have a, a crew of girlfriends who are the light of my life. About 10 or 12 of them that are everything to me. Um, and yeah, I would say my two my two closest sort of business collaborators, Michelle Martello and her husband Zane. Uh, they're both really dear to me. Um, my assistant Jenny Murray, she's I've mentioned her before, but boy, what a cheerleader! We we call each other by the various names from Jane Austen novels all the time, and we just like. We make each other laugh all the time. We send each other gifts all the time. She's still in New York and I'm here, but, oh, she's just such a treasure. I think that, you know, that, that feels like a padding around my life, those people, my family and those folks, my dad, of course, and my sister, but I I really feel very held in, in their hands and their arms. And. Where do you go for inspiration? Where do you find your inspiration when uh, you are creating for your creative work? Two places. One, I just go outside. <laughs> it's the best just to be outside and, you know, be in, in cahoots with the trees. Oh, it's just my favorite. 
just my favorite. And then I have a file of lots of tear sheets and pieces of paper, like Japanese paper. Um, I look to, I'm in a, an art collective called the Ruby Dahlia Society, um, which was started by Kim Gish, who's the founder of Wild Thorn Watercolors, Wild Thorn, W-I-L-D-T-H-O-R-N-E with an E at the end. Her Ruby Dahlia Society is super inspiring, and I'm a member of that. And so each, roughly each week, but sometimes every other, she sends prompts and ideas for our journals, and I always get ideas from there. I always, you know, I'll start in my journal, and then boom, a painting is happening. Or she'll give me the prompt, and I will even skip the journal and just start painting immediately, like go get a canvas and and start rolling. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I get inspiration. It, it's, it's, it's so beautiful to be able to walk outside and look in the trees and see where the sort of geometry and the matrix mm -hmm. of the tree is and, and see something I have never seen before every time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, they, they have, they have inf new information for me every time. Yeah. I'm absolutely obsessed with colors and patterns and shapes in the garden. It's just absolutely mm -hmm. mesmerizing. We we kind of we've got a little garden as you do in London, and uh, but we turn it into a very green, jungly, lush garden. And it's just at this time of year, it's just you know ah. Oh, so buzzing and um, just absolutely beautiful and like you said you just see something and suddenly you see color palette or you know whatever <laughs> so right. uh, yeah definitely nature is my happy place so yeah and I just want to say you're always so kind and gracious sharing your knowledge and wisdom to support and elevate others. But how do you support and hold yourself up when you're going through maybe difficult or hard times? And how do you deal with negativity, especially on social media? I'll answer this question with two sort of two parts. The first part is I go to sleep. When things are hard, I actually will just go to sleep and and take a full night, try and get eight, nine hours of sleep, which usually will solve the thing <laughs> in some miraculous way. Like rest mm -hmm. regenerates the whole body, regenerates my mind, helps me understand that, in fact, everything is fine and there is a way through. But the second thing that I'll do is actually go move my body and sweat. It is the best thing for me. Go run up a hill several times. Um, go for a really hard hike up a really high hill. You know, that sort of thing is kind of the best medicine for me. Um, I always turn to my oils every single morning and evening and throughout the day. I use the plants in the form of essential oils to mitigate mood, to help bring my parasympathetic nervous system online, to help move lymph through my body. You know, there, there are oils for everything, and I'll use them all the time for um, 
helping myself along when things are hard. In your free meditation on big moments, which you're kindly sharing with my listeners, and yes. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, you say, bring a smile to your face, especially mm. to your eyes. And yes. I have to say, it's such a simple yet powerful thing to do. And when I tried it for the first time, I really did feel an instant glow and mm. lift in my entire energy. So I just wanted to thank you for this beautiful experience and just um, give people a little sneak peek uh, to download this meditation and listen. And before we wrap up, I'm always curious to hear from all my guests if you have a favorite mantra or affirmation stuck on your mirror or your computer you always go to and live by. Huh. I have so many. Um, you know, most recently I'm just going to share a song that is moving me every single day. I've been listening to it in the mornings. Um, the artist is called Radha, R-A-D-H-A. The song is called Ganesha. And it's from her new album, Live at the Shala. I just had her on Instagram live recently. And uh, it's one of the most beautiful, uh, moving, touching pieces of music I've heard in a long time. And the reason is it's quite personal. She... And her husband used to own the Bhakti Yoga Shala in Santa Monica in Los Angeles, where I would go. And her voice is epic. And of course, any amount of calling to a force like Ganesha, also known as Ganapati, the sort of baby version of Ganesha, mm -hmm. um, any amount of that is going to align you internally with the part of you that knows that there's a way through, the part of you that knows that you can find a solution and be resilient enough to make it. I think that's, you know, one of the, one of my motivating forces lately, that song, that track, that whole album, really. And it's beautiful that we are actually ending this conversation because uh, Ganesha is actually one of my favorite deities from when I wow. studied and taught yoga. So that is wow. such a serendipity moment again, <laughs> as, wait as, till always, you hear it. as always. <laughs> of course, yeah. but wait till you hear this song. You're going to flip can't wait. out. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna make, it made me cry. I had her on Instagram live. You can find it there on my IGTV. Yeah. Oh, it will wait. make you weep. Unbelievable. Oh. Beautiful. Thank you so much for, you know, spending your time with me and sharing your story. Um, it's been such an honor. So mm. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I can't wait to uh, hear more from, from you and mm. uh, hopefully see your new book anytime soon. Thank you so much for having me and for giving lots of space I appreciate that most of all. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode of She Dares to Dream podcast. If you loved it as much as I did, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode on the first of each month. Then head over to the show notes for all the links and information on my guest. 
You can check it out at michaelaoleksova.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to download my free manifestation guide that shows you how to create a business and life of your dreams. I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome day.